I am so honored to be here. Uh, today we are going to be starting a new series called Worship. We're going to be doing School of Worship. So S-O-W. So so S-O-W, School of Worship. We're going to be going on a journey for a few weeks through the School of Worship. Uh, first, I want to say I want to thank God for Bishop Sharon for allowing me to teach on tonight. I'm so honored to be on here teaching. This is such a wonderful opportunity. We're going to be spending a few time talking about the theme of worship. Worship is such a broad topic, but we're going to be talking about it. We're going to just, you know, go on a journey together as we grow together, learn together. And I'm so excited to begin this journey. Let us just uh, begin with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this night of impartation, this night of teaching. Lord, allow me to be a vessel and a tool just to be used by you to speak to your people. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity for us to gather and worship your name, to praise your name, to exalt your name. God, right now, those who are watching me online, allow them to receive a nugget of impartation, something that can carry them during the week and prepare us even for Sunday as we receive a fresh word from our bishop. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing and everything you're about to do. In Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Like I said again, welcome, welcome, welcome to School of Worship. Definitely excited that you're here. Definitely excited that you're here. I am uh, want to just start off. We're going to be going to tonight for our scripture. We're going to be going to Psalms 100. Psalms 100. Going to be going on there. Hello, IG family. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining. Definitely going to be on here as well. So we're going to start off with Psalms 100. We're going to be reading only two verses. We're going to be going to be reading two verses in your hearing. <clears throat> out of Psalms 100, I'm going to be coming out of the New King James Version. Coming out of the New King James Version. God bless you. God bless you, Brother Albert Carell. God bless you. Reading Psalms 100. Going to be reading verse 1 and verse 2. We're reading verse 1 and verse 2. Psalms 100. New King James. You can stroll to it, flip to it. We're going to go to Psalms 100. Going to be dealing with verse 1 and verse 2. Amen. Psalms 100. Reading verse 1 and verse 2. Okay. Alright. Make a joyful shout to the Lord all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. I want to say those verse those two verses again. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Tonight, I would like to use for a subject to teach from is joyful worship. I want us to type that in. Joyful worship. Very simple subject. Joyful Worship. I want to go from there. I have been uh, reading a book entitled Worship is a Verb by the late Dr. Robert E. Weber, who was a very prominent theologian. Uh, very, he was a pastor as well. He wrote a book called Worship is a Verb. He said a powerful quote that I wanted to just bring up tonight. And he said... Worship is rooted in an event. I want to say that again. He said, worship is rooted in a event. The living, dying, and rising again of Jesus Christ in history. I want to say that quote again. It was the late Dr. Robert E. Weber who once said, worship is rooted in an event. 
the living, dying, and rising again of Jesus Christ in history. When we think of worship, we must understand that true worship is valuing and honoring Jesus above all things on earth. I want to say that again. True worship is valuing and honoring Jesus above all things on earth. We live in a time where people worship so many different things. But true worship is worshiping Jesus above anything else. It was a scripture. It was Psalms 29 verse 2 that says, Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. So when we look at that verse, we realize that the Lord deserves glory. Because of his name. His name is wonderful. His name is powerful. So we give his name glory. But then when we also look at the rest of the verse, it says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. We must worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So when we look at the first part of the verse, it says, give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. And then it says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The Lord deserves all worship. The Lord is worthy of all worship and praise because he is the Lord, our God. When we look at who God is, he is our creator, our, our redeemer, our Lord and savior. He deserves worship just because of that. Worship is one of the highest things that we can do. Worship is something that is very important. I know that we have many different things that may seem important. But one thing that we must understand is that worship is important for us as the body of Christ. Now, when we go back, when we go to the book of Genesis... We understand that in Genesis, God created man from the dust of the ground. He saw the grass and breathed the Ruach into it. He breathed life into man and man became a living soul. Now, when we look at how God made Adam and Eve, he made Adam and Eve and they were different from the animals that God made. Now. The difference, the real importance of this is that man and woman have a soul. When we look at that, we understand that there is not only just a physical part to us, there's also a spiritual part to us. So when man was breathed life, he was giving a soul. When God breathed life into woman, he gave her soul. That is very important. Why? Because we are made in the very image of God. Now, to say that is also it is possible for us to have fellowship with God. So we have a soul. Our souls are able to be connected because it was made from him. Now, when we look at worship, what is the biblical definition of? Of worship, because for us, as we're studying the Bible, the Word of God, we must understand that our definitions of these words must be handled biblically. Now, what is this word worship mean? W O R S H I P. Now, when we go to the Old Testament from Genesis all the way to Malachi, that is the Old Testament. When we look at the Old Testament, when we read those, those, those important and powerful books of the Bible in the Old Testament, worship means to bow down. When we bow down before someone or something, we are submitting ourselves. So when we worship, it means to bow down. Now, when we look at the Bible... When Moses was in was by the burning bush and he bowed. And when you look at different people in Bible times, they bowed. It showed they showed reverence to the Lord. When we bow, that means we are submitting ourselves. We're bowing to the Lord. We're giving to the Lord. That is true worship. 
I want you to understand something that no matter where you are in life, whether you're in a high society, whether you're in a low society, whether you're in a place that may seem like it's unfair, always worship the Lord. Now, I know that many people try to say that worship is just singing a slow song and lifting your hands. But no, worship is bowing to the Lord. Every day you should worship the Lord. We are submitting ourselves to him. Now, when we look in the New Testament from Matthew to Revelation, that is the New Testament. Now, the New Testament understanding of worship is done by the late Dr. Warren Warsby. He said that in worship, it means to kiss towards. So when you worship, you're kissing towards the Lord. He says, now the Greek word for worship is prokineo. It means to worship. We, we are showing that we are bowing and kissing towards the Lord. We are showing him reverence. That is worship. Now, when we look at this, now, also, when we consider the words used for worship in the Old and New Testament, it means to show a respect and a serving mentality to the Lord. That's what true worship is. True worship is showing respect to the Lord. It's saying, I respect you, Lord. I serve you, Lord. I love you, Lord. That is worship. It comes out of your soul. It comes out of your, it comes out of your belly and flows to the Lord. That's what worship is. Worship is more than just singing. It's about spending time with the Lord. It's about showing your gratitude and your understanding to the Lord. That is worship. Now, Worship is not something, worship is not something that is done for us, but worship is something that is done for us to do. It is something that is done by us. When we worship God, it is something very important. When we take the time and say, Lord, I love you. I worship you. I praise you. That shows that you're showing respect to the Lord. When you take the time to worship him, you're not just taking time for just, just a smooth, smooth time by, but it's to show how much you love him. The question I have is, when was the last time you worshiped God? Not by trying to come to church Sunday to Sunday, but worshiping him with your life and showing worship every single day. Now, here we are in the book of Psalms, right? Now, the Psalms is, it can be best defined by what Dr. Leonard Sweet says. The Psalms is the soundtrack of the soul. I want you to, I want you to type that sound. Psalms is the soundtrack of the soul. Your soul has a soundtrack. Now, why would you say soundtrack? Because when you look at the Psalms, there's so many Psalms. And there's Psalms of lament. There are Psalms of praise. There are Psalms of worship. There are Psalms of victory. There are Psalms of, of, of so many different things. Of Even when David was going through things, he wrote the Psalms. Even when there was victory, he there were Psalms being written. There's even Psalms without certain archers being named. When you look at the Psalms, those are the soundtrack and the songbook of our lives. We need to understand the Psalms. When you read the Psalms, you are giving testimonies of worship. When you read the Psalms, you're getting testimonies of praise. When you read the Psalms, you're getting testimonies of lament and repentance. That is the Psalm. The Psalms are very important. Now, when we read the Psalms, we're giving a preview of who God is. When we read the Psalms, we look at how the Lord works in such a powerful way. And then what happens is that even in the moments of when you feel like, what am I supposed to read to uplift me? Read the Psalms. One of the famous Psalms is Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When we go to Psalms 30, verse 5, when it says, weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. Those are the Psalms. When you read the Psalms 46, and it said, God is a very present help in a time of trouble. He shall hide me. That is Psalms Psalm 46. When you go to Psalms 22, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? When we read the Psalms, we see different emotions that are coming out of it. 
when we read the Psalms, we see that God is always working and doing something powerful. What I love about the Psalms is that when you read the Psalms, you see something powerful. You see something amazing. That is what I love about the Word of God. Because when I read the Word of God, I don't just read it like a like a regular textbook, but I understand that when I read the Word of God, it speaks to me. When I read the Word of God, it does something amazing to me. But then I know not only did I realize that is that when I read the Word of God, it also reads me. It also challenges me. It also corrects me. It rebukes me. That is what happens when you spend time in the Word of God. Now, here we are in Psalms. Now, the Psalms are very important. Also, what I've noticed with the Psalms is God is glorified in the praises of his people. What I love about the Psalms is that Psalms shows us how to praise the Lord. You see, I, no matter what goes on in your life, there is always a moment to praise the Lord. You may praise God for him waking you up this morning. You may praise God for him turning your life around. You may praise God for him doing something that you were praying for. And finally, your prayer was answered. That is what praise is. Praise even happens even when things don't look the way you want it to look. That's important when we read the word of God. Now, when we look at the word Psalms, when we look at the Hebraic understanding and meaning of it is it means song now throughout the centuries many songs have been written based on the psalms and the music and melody of the psalms draws us closer to the lord now the beautiful part about being closer to god is that he brings you in have you ever noticed that when you read the word of god you feel closer to the lord have you ever noticed that when you read the word of god there is a there is a warm feeling that comes in the coldest moments that is what i understand about reading the word of god now we understand that it means song what I love about god is that I love singing his name. I love worshiping his name. There is something amazing about when you spend time reading the Psalms. The Psalms opens your eyes to seeing God in such a powerful way. When you read the word of God, you see things that you've never seen before. That's what happens when you read the word of God. Now, here we are in Psalms 100. Now, this psalm is a psalm of worship. When we go to Psalms 95, let's go to Psalms 95 right now. Let's go to Psalms 95, right? When we go to Psalms 95, it says, Oh, come, verse number one. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the Lord, the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Now, let's really look at those verses. It says, come, let us sing to the Lord. It does not let's say, let us talk to the Lord. Let us sing. I don't know about you, but there's a powerful song that should come from your soul to the Lord. Even if you, if, whether you're a soprano, you can sing. Whether you're an alto, you can sing. Whether you're a tenor, you can sing. Whether you have no pitch or pitch, you can sing your song. But then it says, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully. We don't have to be quiet. We can shout our joys. We can jump for joy. And it goes to the rock of our salvation. Then verse 2 says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. We understand that when we shout to the Lord, when we speak to the Lord, it is showing reverence to him. Then we go to Psalms 96. When it says, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. It doesn't say sing an old song. It does not sing, sing a tired song. It says, sing to the Lord 
a new song. The question I have for you tonight is, do you have a new song for the Lord? Do you have something fresh that you've never sung before? Did you have something that when you came into the house of the Lord, you felt a new song in your spirit? When you went to the house of the Lord, you say, Lord, I feel a new song to sing to you. Sometimes you have to go and you might find a song that's in your mind and you begin to sing it in your heart. There's something about singing to the Lord. And then it said, sing to the Lord all the earth. What does that really mean? It doesn't matter whether you're in California or New York or whether you're in Dubai or Bangladesh. You can all the earth must sing to the Lord. It doesn't matter whether you live in a big house or a small house. All the earth needs to sing. It doesn't matter whether you have so many degrees or no degrees. You must sing to the Lord. That is important to sing to him. Then verse three says, declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all people. So his glory, talk about the glory of God to every single nation. Talk, talk about the glory of God to all people, what he's done for you. Give a testimony to people. You see, many people walk around and say, what is your story? I have a testimony of what God brought me through. I have a testimony of what God brought me out of. That is important. Now, then verse four says, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. God is so great that you, he deserves a great praise. God is so mighty. He deserves a mighty praise. We must sing to the Lord. We must understand that we have to honor and sing a mighty song to him. That is very important. Now, when we come to Psalms 100, I don't want to, I want to stay on track. Now, this psalm opens with a command for the entire world to honor and worship God. One thing I want to let you know is that no matter where you are in life, what you're doing, you must honor and worship the Lord. He deserves all honor. He deserves all worship. Now, this psalm is not a sad psalm. This psalm is not a grieving psalm. There's nobody crying in this psalm, but this is a psalm of praise. It's a doxology. When we look at a psalm, it is simply a hymn. This is a hymn of joy and gladness and singing. Now, I remember I was having a conversation with someone one time, and they were telling me, they said, you know, why, why do you love the hymns? And I said, the hymns are the foundation of the church. I want someone to, I want someone to type that. So the hymns are the foundations of the church. When we look at the church, we must find a Bible and also a hymn book. Why is that? Because when we look at the hymns, it is also singing, but it's also theological singing. When we look at the hymns, when we hear love lifted me and blessed assurance and at the cross and that how great thou art. When we look at those songs, those are songs giving worship to the Lord. Now, I have no problem with modern day music, but the question I have is when was the last time we heard a song that was really worshiping the Lord? It wasn't trying to look cool or try to sing or try to perform. But when was the last time we took time to worship the Lord through our singing? Not songs that's trying to be popular, not songs that's trying to be hot on the R&B charts. But when was the last time we heard a song that was about the Lord's goodness? When was the song about God's grace, God's mercy? That's the songs we need to hear in the time of today. Now, when we look at this psalm, when we look at this also, this is an Old Testament. So this was a psalm that was sung by the Jews in the temple. And for worship. Now, this is a psalm of worship. Now, we, here we are. We are in the school of worship. What I want you to understand is that worship is very important. Worship is something that we all must do. We must understand that singing is a part of worship. It does not mean it's worship itself, but it's a part of worship. It's a piece of worship. Now. 
Let's come to Psalms 100 verse 1. And when we see it says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. I want to park right there parenthetically. And, and, and let's look at that. Make a joyful noise, joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. When we look at Psalms 100. One of this, I want to. I want to get to this one. Psalms one hundred. This is a classic psalm that tells us about true worship. When we look at this, we see why we should worship God. It says, "Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands." What does that really mean to shout? It means that we're supposed to shout loud to the Lord, all of us. Now, this is a, rep- is a repetition of Psalms 98 verse 4. Let's go to Psalms 98 verse 4. Psalms 98 verse 4 says, Shout joyfully to the Lord. All the earth break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises. I want to say that verse again. Let's look at that verse again. Psalms 98 verse 4. Right? We're going to highlight it. Stroll to it. Psalms 98 verse 4. Alright? I'm going to say this verse again. It says, Shout joyfully to the Lord. All the earth break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. What I've noticed is that this says make a joyful shout. I don't know about you, but sometimes you got to give a shout to the Lord. I'm not talking about dancing and tapping your feet, but I'm talking, open up your arms and say, God, I love you. You got to give a great shout. You don't have to just say something quiet, but this commands you to make a joyful shout. But not only a shout that's just a regular shout, but a joyful shout. The question I have is, do you have joy in your heart? Do you have joy in your soul? Do you have joy in your mind? Do you have joy in your hands? Joy in your feet? I don't know about you, but I've got joy. There is a powerful thing about joy. You see, joy is something that comes not when things are looking good, but but joy is there even when things are bad. Joy is something that comes when things even may not look the way you want it to go, but you still have joy. Yes, my car may be repoed, but I still have joy. Yes, my friends may talk about me, but I still have joy. People may walk away from me, but I still have joy. Do you have joy. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord. So when I come to church, I'm not coming to church to look cute. I'm not coming to church to look great. But when I come to the house of the Lord, I'm coming to make a joyful shout to him. I'm not looking to the left. I'm not looking to the right. But I'm coming to worship him. I'm coming to bow before him. I'm coming to make a joyful shout. Now, the original word signifies a great shout or means to give a loud blast to the king. You see, what we need to do is shout and worship the Lord. Yes, we understand that when you shout for joy, that meant a shout of triumph. That meant a battle cry. You see, when we come to worship, our agenda is to meet God. Now, let me look at this. I know that many people are trying to figure out, you know, why do we have to shout to the Lord? Because the Bible commands us to. Yes, people can shout when they go to concerts. Yes, people shout when they're on the road trying to get to a next destination. People shout when they're at a basketball game. When I get to the house of the Lord, none of that even matters. Because when I come to the house of God, I shout for the Lord. I praise to the Lord. I worship the Lord. I worship him. Why? Because he deserves it. Now, excuse me. Let's look at this. As we worship God, we cannot be quiet. 
as we worship God, we cannot be silent. We can't be, I don't want to say nothing. I don't want to offend anybody. No, when I get to the house of God, I need to shout and worship him. I'm not coming for somebody just to say something. But when I come to the house of God, I come to give him a shout. When I come to the house of God, I come to him with my hands lifted up, with my mouth full of praise and excited, ready to worship him. When I come to the house of God, I'm not worried about if my tie looks great, if my suit jacket looks all right. If I got to worship him and take my jacket off, I worship him and take my jacket off. If I worship him and take my shoe off, a shoe got to come off. But when I come to the house of God, I come to worship him. I come to lift my hands. I come to bow before him. I come to give him what he deserves. Why? Because he's God all by himself. Yes, I may have a pandemic. And yes, I'm walking around with a mask on. I'm trying to go through different places, but I'm still going to worship him. Yes, even when I get on a plane and go to my next destination, I'm going to worship him. Even when my job may act funny, I'm going to worship him. Why? Because when I worship him, things begin to move. When I worship him, I have backup. I don't need to call on anybody else, but I have backup. Why? Because God is my backup. I worship him for that. He has the Holy Ghost in my life. The Holy Ghost is not just for a jump, shout, and scream, but the Holy Ghost is there to be your backup, to be your parachute, to be your paraclete. That's what you worship him for. It's just making sense to someone. It's just helping someone. Because I want you to understand is that you have to worship him. You have to take time to say, Lord, I need you like never before. Lord, I can't do this without you. Lord, I need you. God, I don't know what else I'm going to do. But Lord, I know that you are the one that can handle it. You are the one that can fix it. You are the one that can turn my life around. That is what worship is. I don't know where you are in life, but it's time to worship the Lord. Now it says, all you lands. What does that mean when it says all you lands? Our world is God's world. That's why the song says he got the whole world in his hands. You see, his hands are so powerful that he has our world in his hands. You see, but then we realize all you land. So whether you're in a far place from me or whether you're close to New York City, you must worship him. Whether you're in your home by yourself watching me right now, whether you're driving and listening to me or whether you're in a cubicle working a late night shift, God deserves worship. I don't care if you're on vacation. God deserves worship. I don't care if you're by yourself. He deserves the worship. Why do you worship the Lord? I worship him because he woke me up this morning. Do you know that there are many people who don't have any life in them, who don't have life? There are many people who have died and not even been able to see the rest of 2022. But while I'm still here and have breath in my body, while I'm still here, I can worship him. I'm able to put my clothes on. Nobody had to put my clothes on for me. I worship him for that. I'm able to walk outside without a cane or a walker. I worship him for that. I'm able to see with my own two eyes. That's why I worship him. I'm able to walk on my own two feet. That's why I worship him. I'm worshiping him because I have a bed to lay on. I have a, I have a house to live in. That's why I worship him. I don't worship him for cars or crash. I worship him for the simple things. He deserves worship. Why do you shout joy and and worship to the Lord because he deserves it. I don't know about you. I don't know who's watching me right now, who's listening to me right now, but you need to worship the Lord. We worship him, not just for just to look cute, but we worship him because he is the one that deserves it. He is our way maker. He is our protector. He is our deliverer. That's who God is. Worshiping him. Is this helping someone? I hope this is helping someone. You see, when we look at Psalms 100 verse 22, verse 2, it says, serve the Lord with gladness. 
Now, let me let me go right there. When it says serve the Lord with gladness, many people come and serve, but they don't have a gladness in their heart. Many people serve, but don't have joy in their heart. But I came to tell you that you must serve the Lord with gladness. You must be glad in your heart and serve the Lord. You must be able to say, yes, God, I'm serving, but I have an attitude of gratitude. I have a mind to say, Lord, I thank you for being my for being my Lord and Savior. I'm going to serve. You see, we must serve the Lord. We don't serve people. We don't serve things, but we serve the Lord. How do we serve the Lord? We serve the Lord as we're working on our job. We're serving the Lord and serving those in need. How do you show that? We understand that people are understanding that we must serve the Lord with gladness. The question I have is, are you glad today? Are you glad on this wonderful Tuesday? Are you glad that we're able to see that God woke us up this morning? Are you glad that God gave you life, health, and strength? Are you glad and you're serving the Lord? It says, come before his presence with singing. Come before his presence with singing. When we come to his presence, we have to sing our song. When we come to the Lord, we must sing to him. Now, you may not be Patti LaBelle, but you can sing your song. You may not be Aretha Franklin, but you can sing your song. You may not be Beyonce, but you can sing your song. You may not be Mahalia Jackson, but you can sing your song. You may not be Ricky Diller, you can sing your song. You may not be Kirk Franklin, but you can sing your song. You can sing your song. No matter what's going on in your life, get to singing to the Lord. No matter whether you even got to hum and just hmm and hum and moan some time. You got to sing to the Lord. Whether you got tears in your eyes and you're crying out to the Lord, sing your song. I don't know who's listening to me right now, but you got to sing your song. Sing your song no matter what you go through. Sing your song even when people tell you to be quiet, but I have to sing a new song. Yes, but I have to sing to the Lord. Why do you sing? Because he did something amazing for me. Why do you sing? Because he woke me up this morning. Why do you sing? Because he gave me the activity of my limbs. Why do you sing? Because God gave me something amazing. What did God give you? He gave me grace. Oh, that's why I'm glad today. I'm not here because I'm perfect. I'm not here because I have it all together. But he gave me grace. But not only did he give me grace, but he gave me mercy. Oh, good God Almighty. I thank God tonight for his grace and his mercy. That's why the song says, your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to praise you and thank you too because of your grace and mercy. Many of us are here. Why? Because of God's grace and mercy. When we see people being killed in different countries, we need God's grace and mercy. When we see people are being drowned in in, in waters, we need God's grace and mercy. When we see the wars that are happening in Ukraine and things are happening in Russia, we need God's grace and mercy. When we see laws that are being passed to stop life and for babies. We need grace and mercy. When we see things that are not being fair to people that are underprivileged, we need God's grace and mercy. We need the mercy and the grace of God. We need to worship him. We must serve the Lord with gladness. We must come with his presence. The greatest place to be, God have mercy, is to be in the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I love being in the presence of the Lord. I remember one day somebody was telling me, they said, oh, I enjoyed being at this wonderful resort. I enjoyed being in a vacation. Somebody said, what's your favorite place to be? I said, the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I love being in the presence of God. I don't care. I know when you wake up in the morning, you want to jump and grab coffee and run out the door. But before I do that, before I go anywhere, before I answer a text message, I have to spend time with the Lord. Before I run and go somewhere, I have to spend time with God. I have 
have to understand that we need to spend time with the Lord. His presence is very important. When I wake up in the morning, I get down on my black knees and say, Lord, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for starting me on my way. Lord, I thank you for giving me activities on my limb. Lord, I thank you for what you've done in my life. Lord, I thank you for how you've done something this morning. Lord, I thank you for this is going to be a great day. When you wake up in the morning, begin to thank the Lord. Thank him for what she's doing. Thank him for waking you up this morning. Thank you for how to turning your things around. Thank him for what you're doing. We need God to help us. No matter what you go through, call on the Lord. No matter what you're going through, you need the Lord to help you out. You need the Lord to turn your life around. That's why when you get in the presence of the Lord, get on your knees and say, Lord, I thank you. I'm not looking for a stage, but I'm looking for his grace. Well, I'm not looking for anybody else, but I'm looking for God to help me in my life. Yes, my grandmother passed. Yes, I had tears in my eyes, but Lord, I thank you for keeping me here to for just another day, God. Yes, people have walked away, but God, I thank you that you never left me. You never forsake me. That's why I praise him. I praise him because yes, he stayed there when everybody else did wasn't there. You see, I'm worshiping him. Why? Because he saved me. He saved me from a hell. He saved me from that bullet that was going to shoot me. He saved me and kept me. I thank him for keeping my mind. I thank him for keeping my mind. Yes, people may have mental health issues, but I'm here because he kept my mind, stayed on him. Yes, things may not look the way I wanted to go, but God, I thank you for keeping me. He kept me when no one else kept me. He helped me when no one else helped me. He turned things around for me. Is there anybody here that can say, God, I thank you. While I worship in him, he's going to turn that situation around. While I worship him, he's going to move things around. While I worship him, he's going to turn my life around. Lord, have mercy. I'm getting excited because I understand that God deserves worship. I told someone the other day, I said, I'm not here and I don't care about unnecessary drama. I don't care about anything else. All I care about is pleasing God. It's not about me. It's not about us, but it's about him. And the problem here is that many people are trying to worry about everybody else. No, worry about what God wants you to do. It's not about everybody else. It's about him. It's not about me. It's not about other everybody else. It's about Jesus. Well, at the end of the day, what, what, what I want to hear is not not well done, that good and faithful dressed up person. No, when I close my eyes, when I get old and gray and my eyes and I go to a place called heaven, I want to hear Jesus say, well done, that good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to worry about anybody else because none of this even matters. None of this stuff even matters because when they, when you die, you don't take all this stuff to the grave with you. But when you die, you go to him. You say, Lord, I thank you for welcoming me. Lord, I thank you. And then when you get to heaven, you, he'll say, well done, that good and faithful servant. I thank God for him being my Lord and Savior. I thank God for him turning things around for me. I thank God that he did the impossible for me. You don't know what I've been through. I don't know what you've been through. But the good news is God is alive. God has risen. Yes, they said that he was dead. But he rose on the third day with all power in his hands. You see, tonight I thank him for being my God. I thank him for being my Lord and Savior. I thank him for turning my life around. I thank him for doing something that nobody else can do. You see, people don't understand. Worship is what we should do every single day. Worship is something that we do all the time. Worship is not something we just do one day or we just do it on a Sunday. No, we worship every single morning, every single evening, every single night. Even if you take time out your day and you can get on the phone and talk to that person, get on the phone and talk to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you need. I thank God that I can talk to the Lord every single day, every single moment. He doesn't have office hours. He don't have a cabal collector. All you got to do is say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I talk to you. Lord, I need to talk to you every single day, every single moment. That's what we need today. We need the Lord to fix our heart. We need the Lord to open our minds. We need the Lord to change our hearts. There's some people who may have some heart problems and they're upset at something, but give it to the Lord and say, Lord, fix my heart. Lord, I was heartbroken. Yes, I was disappointed, but Lord, fix my heart. Yes, I was thinking, overthinking in my mind, but Lord, take my mind 
mind. I give it to you. Sometimes you got to go and say, Lord, I need to be in your presence. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing right now. Sometimes you got to get on your face and cover and get away and say, Lord, I need you. I need you to cover me. Not cover me just because I'm naked, but cover me, Lord, with your precious blood. Cover me, God, because I need you. I want to encourage someone tonight because I'm getting excited because when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my, 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 my soul cries out. Hallelujah. You see, my soul is happy tonight because of who God is. You see, many people don't worship because they want to try to act cute and they want to try to act dignified. They want to try to act professional. But when I worship the Lord, I don't care what you say about me. If I worship the Lord and I begin to shout, it will, that's what's going to happen. If I worship the Lord and my tie gets uneven, that's all right. But when I worship God, it's all about him. When I come to the house of the Lord, it's all about him. Why? Because I was glad. Woo, what he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I want to get to the house of the Lord to worship him. When I get to the house of the Lord, I want to go to him and say, Lord, I thank you for allowing me to be here. You see, I'm going to share my testimony. Ten years ago, in 2012, I was first diagnosed with diabetes. And I remember my mom can be a test to this. Bishop can be a test to this as well. When I got diagnosed, I felt afraid. When I got diagnosed, I felt sad. I felt hurt. And I didn't know what to do. And I remember the first night that I got sick. I was in the hospital by myself. And I remember when the doctors went away and the lights began to shut off and I went to I was going to sleep. And I said to the Lord. I looked up to God and I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going through right now, but Lord, I trust you. I said, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen this week, but Lord, I trust you. You see, in the midst of what I was going through, I didn't know why I was going through this. I was, I didn't know I was, why I was getting diagnosed, but that night in the hospital, that Sunday night, I said, Lord, I trust you. You see, I don't know about you, but when was the last time you trusted in God? When was the last time you said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I don't know what's going to happen next, but Lord, I trust you. We need to trust in the Lord. I know many people want to trust in government. I know many people want to trust in houses and land and trust in that job. But when you lose that job, who are you going to trust? When, that, when they take that car away, who are you going to trust? When your friends walk away from you, who are you going to trust? I don't know about you, but trust in the Lord. I don't know where you are right now, but type that in trust in the Lord. This is the hour and this is the time for us to trust in the Lord. Someone needs to know as I close that we have to trust in the Lord. Someone needs to understand that we have to trust in God. Yes, People want to trust in everything else, but trust in the Lord. Trust in God. That's who you trust in. That's who you believe in. That's who you love. Trust in the Lord. That's who you trust. It does not matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter if life didn't go the way you want it to go. Trust in the Lord. Trust in him. He's able to pick you up. He's able to turn you around. He's able to give you things that no one else can give you. Trust in the Lord. He's able to fix it. He's able to turn your life around. He's able to give you something that no one else can give you. Trust in the Lord. Trust in him. Believe in him. He's able to do a, do a, a impossible. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. That's who you trust in. I want you right now to prepare your heart to pray. Because I believe that we need to trust in the Lord. I believe that this is an hour where we need to understand that God is there for us. 
And we're going to go on a journey and talk more about worship. Because we're not finished tonight. We got much more to do. But I want you to understand that God is able to lift you up. God is able to turn your life around. God is able to do the impossible. That's who God is. You may say to yourself, well, I've tried this, I've tried that, but have you tried Jesus? Because Jesus is the one that can heal you. Jesus is the one that can turn your life around. Even if you're, if you're saved or not saved, trust in Jesus. If you're not saved, please let us know so we can pray with you. So you can understand who this Jesus is that we're talking about. I want you to give you a few moments. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you because... Many people are dealing with so many different things. And we don't know what we're all dealing with. You may, you may have a need that's financial. You may have a need that's, that's, that's spiritual. You may have a need that's physical. But whatever your need is, God can handle your need. He can fix your need. I want to pray with you on tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for being our Lord, being our Savior. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you for what you're doing. God, right now, God, touch those who are watching on IG and YouTube and Facebook. God, touch those who are watching. Lord, give them a spirit of encouragement. Give them a spirit of love. Give them a spirit of grace and an understanding and knowing that you can do the impossible for them. You can help them and strengthen them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, right now, bless those who are sowing right now. Now, bless those who are on. Jesus, I pray. Amen. Please, please, before you leave, before you leave, please, 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 so, please, so into the ministry. Please, so this is an atmosphere for us to, to sow into the house of the Lord. Please, so right now, before we come off, before we come off, please, so. Please so, please so. We have many ways to give, many ways to give. You can text GLOBL to 51400. PayPal.me at Globifier Now. Cash App, dollar sign Globifier Now. Alzel, Globifier Now at gmail.com. Please so, please so, please so. So, giving is a part of worship. You see, worship is not just singing, it's also giving. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with singing. We have to trust in the Lord. We have to sow. Please sow. Please sow. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Please, please share. Please share this teaching. Please tell the tell people that's in need. Please. Thank you. God bless you, Sister Tate. That's watching. God bless you, Sister Sister Charade, Sister Brown. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Kelly. Mother. Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor Kelly, for coming on in. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much, everybody that is watching. Please, 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 please do not uh, announcement. Please come back Sunday morning. We have a mighty word coming from our bishop this Sunday. Please let us be prepared for a mighty word from our bishop coming this Sunday. He has a fresh word coming. We're excited to hear it. We're excited. Please keep his wife in prayer as the, as our second global baby is coming. We want, we want to pray God and keep our bishop in prayer. Keep keep his wife in prayer, Lady Adara. Keep her in prayer. And I want to say, you know, please for joining, please joining before I close. Just want to say thank you, everyone, for coming on in and tuning in. Thank you so much for coming in. And we know that we know, like we always say, global is who we are. Fire is what we bring and ministry is what we do. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please watch the replay. Tell everyone about this and continue growing in the Lord. God bless you, everybody. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all. Have a wonderful night. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. Only Josh Cash will receive a gift that lasts.